Hey everybody, you're tuning in to Grown Folk Talk and I'm your host Natasha Nicole. This is a podcast for life survivors, dream catchers, and change agents. Hey listen, we're all grown here, so let's have some real conversations that will challenge us, grow us, and encourage us to be our excellent selves. Now come on, let's go be grown. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Grown Folk Talk with Natasha Nicole. I am your host, Natasha Nicole. Today's episode is titled, The Other F Word. Now, as a word stylist, I'm always designing or putting together words to create phrases, sentences, and paragraphs that encourage and inspire. But I also research words that do that as well. I love reading quotes and or listening attentively to song lyrics because they always spark inspiration, interest, or feed my soul. And one of the best places I find words of inspiration or words that make me go, hmm, is in the Bible, specifically the book of Proverbs. King Solomon, who wrote most of Proverbs, was a wise dude, and he penned words that would reach out and either shake you to your core or bless your socks off. So I'm going to start today's episode with one of his profound Proverbs, and after hearing it, you'll probably have an idea what I'm going to be discussing today. It's found in Proverbs chapter 17, verse three, and it goes, love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. I'm gonna repeat that. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. And that's found once again in Proverbs chapter 17, verse nine, if any of you wanna go check it out for yourself. All right, so there's another word out there that begins with the letter F that holds just as much weight, if not more than that other four letter F word that we're all very familiar with. I'm talking about forgiveness. Now, I know it ain't a sexy word, and I probably just lost about a quarter of y'all when I said it, but this is a podcast where we will have grown full conversations, hence the name, right? So this is a serious conversation piece because there are far too many of people harboring ill-gotten feelings and grudges against other people. And I would wager a 25 cent bet that half of y'all who may be out there harboring these ill-gotten feelings don't even remember why you're mad at the person you're mad at. Forgiveness is a powerful word because it's an actionable word. But more than that, it's a choice. Yeah, I said that. Forgiveness doesn't happen automatically. 
or over a course of time. You actually have to choose to forgive a person. Easier said than done, right? Well, hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll have some ideas of how we can make that a little easier. So when someone wrongs or people wrong us, our reflexive emotion is usually anger or hurt. Depending on the depth of the wrong can also determine the depth of our emotion and how long we decide to hold on to it. Now, I'm not gonna say you shouldn't feel some kind of way when someone offends you or wrongs you. God gave us emotions for a reason. So of course, those emotions are gonna be ignited when we experience good or bad things. But after you sat with your feelings for a while and after the apology has been given, are you still holding on to that pain or that anger or resentment or whatever? If you're shaking your head, yes, let me enlighten you. Holding on to the emotion for too long, and let me say negative emotions, let me be specific. Holding on to those negative emotions for too long will put you on the path to becoming a bitter Betty or a bitter Bob. Everybody still with me? I hope so. So now we're talking about bitterness. And when you become bitter, you become indignant, judgmental, prideful, and even vengeful. And I'm going to put we in there. I'm going to change that pronoun to from you to we, because this happens and can happen to all of us, right? We develop this rationale or we've developed this rationale or justification that because a person or a group of people have hurt us, that we're gonna lock them up in this invisible prison that we have and never let them out. And many of us, whether we want to admit it or believe it, we take pleasure in being the warden of our own prison. We actually enjoy holding people's trespasses against them. Hmm. But what about our trespasses? What about the hurt and the anger that we cause others, whether it was intentional or intentional? Truth be told, we should be chained up in someone's prison ourselves. You see, no matter how nice, how Christian, how good, how old, or how whatever we think we are, we have wronged or offended someone at some point in our lives. And dare I say, some of us have even wronged ourselves and we're holding ourselves in prison. So we can't do anything or go anywhere in life. I need you to listen to what I'm saying carefully. You have to let her, let him, let them, or even let yourself go. L-I-G, let it go. And I know you may be asking, well, how do I let that go? How do I forgive? The only answer that I have is to simply remember that someone forgave you. 
like I just pointed out, none of us are exempt from wronging or offending others. We've all done it. And just think, how would we feel or how we feel when our spouse or supervisor or, or family member or child, whoever, how would we feel if they couldn't forgive us for something that we've done or when they can't forgive us for something that we've done, even though we've apologized to them over a million times? And even though it's been one to or, or six months since we've committed the quote unquote crime, how does it feel that they continue to hold our wrongdoings against us and treat us unkindly, even though we're trying to show kindness to them? It sucks, right? Doesn't feel good. So why do we think it's okay to treat others the way we don't like to be treated? And, and let me go a little deeper and, and pose this question. Where would any of us be if we chose to not, for, if, if, excuse me, if God chose to not forgive us for the numerous times that we've messed up? And don't think that just because he's a loving God that he can't hold our transgressions against us. It's because he is a loving God that he chooses to not hold them against us. It's called grace, people. And we need to extend it to each other and to ourselves far more than we do. Look, the bottom line is this. Choosing to not forgive others is more det detrimental for us than it is for them. Alan Brandt once said, being resentful is like taking poison and waiting for the other person to die. See, while we're holding on to our feelings of resentment or anger or hurt or whatever, right? The other person is living their life quite freely, okay? Now, it may hurt that we're no longer in his or her life, but time has not stood still since we decided to boot them out of our lives. And if we dissect that quote more, it implies that we're harming ourselves when we choose to hold a grudge or not forgive. Because poison kills, right? Whether it kills slowly or quickly, eventually we're gonna die from it. And in this case, unforgiveness is a slow killer because it kills our joy, it kills our happiness, it kills our spirit, it kills our trust, and it prevents us from receiving God's blessings because our hearts and our hands have been closed. Unforgiveness can also cause us to become physically sick because it acts as a stressor in our body. And I'm not just making this up, I promise you. This is a scientific fact. And I'm speaking from experience. I hated someone who hurt me so much um, that whenever I was in his presence or would hear his voice, I would become nauseous, literally. And although he apologized several times, I refused to forgive him. And I continued to treat him badly for some years. You know, it felt good having him beg for my forgiveness. And I felt powerful and in control. So I just continued to do it. But eventually, he grew tired of begging me, and he went on to live his life. 
But in the interim, right, while he was living his life, I was experiencing deadly migraines and had become so bitter that I was constantly angry and complaining about everything. I forgot how to show compassion and genuine love towards others. And I did not realize I allowed this to happen to me um, until I was watching a friend choke on some food one day in my kitchen. And I didn't offer her a glass of water or try to assist her. I didn't ask her if she was okay. I literally just sat there and watched her choke. And this isn't someone that I had ill feelings towards. This was someone who was a good friend of mine. And after I sat there for a while watching her, a voice or something inside, and I would say the Holy Spirit said, you just gonna stand there and watch her choke. And then it was like, I snapped out of it and was just like, oh my gosh, you know, and I went and I grabbed some water and um, I offered it to her. But that thing messed me up because I couldn't believe that I just sat there and watched her choke and didn't try to help her. So that night I prayed and I asked God to help me find joy and peace again. Because if I could sit there and watch a friend, someone that I actually cared about, choke and, and not offer help or assistance and, and not have any, any compassion or care, I had definitely fallen deep into a hole that I needed to get out of. So I asked them to help me. And it didn't happen quickly. Because what I didn't understand was that I, I was choosing to not forgive this person that, that hurt me. You know, I thought it was going to happen automatically. But once I was able to understand that I had to let them go, I had to remove them out of that prison that I had placed them in. I called the person. Um, and I told him that I forgave him. And then I asked him to forgive me for the way I treated him over the years. And he said, yes. So he forgave me and I forgave him. And when I hung up the phone, I felt a ton of bricks lift off my shoulders. I'm not saying that as a cliche, I'm telling you something lifted off of me, a huge weight. And it felt like I could breathe for the first time in years. I had, I, I had no idea how much weight I was carrying. And my migraines eventually went away. Yeah. So physically, I was free. Spiritually, I was free, at least from, from that. Look, I get it. There are some wrongs and life hurts that you've experienced that warrant your anger and your desire to never forgive that person, those people, right? And I know that pain and anger can seem like your best friends because you've been holding, or they've, excuse me, they've been holding you down for so long. But see, that's the problem. They've been holding you down. 
those emotions or friends, they've been subtracting from your life. They haven't been adding to it. And if you don't let them go, you are going to find yourself by yourself. And let me just pause right now to just say this. Friends are not supposed to subtract from your life. They're supposed to add value to it. So some of you might be saying that, you know, I don't need anybody. I can do life all by myself. Stop lying. The truth of the matter is you do need people in your life. We're not supposed to walk this earth alone. If that's the case, God would have never created Eve after Adam. But that's another topic for another day. The bottom line is this. You need people to add richness to your life. And unforgiveness will keep you spiritually and emotionally bankrupt, depleted, empty, and alone. This is not meant to be a lecture. I just really want everyone to be able to live their best life. And unfortunately, that can't happen if your heart is broken and you choose to not have surgery. You can't live your best life dripping blood everywhere and on everyone because you choose to not acknowledge or attend to that gaping wound or wounds that you have. No one is going to want to be around you when, when you're dripping blood everywhere. And I also understand that it's going to be very scary to say goodbye to anger and pain because they've been your homies for so long. But like I said before, friends are supposed to add value to your life, not subtract from it. And if the only additions that pain and anger have brought into your life have been weighing you down, depleting your health and contributing to your stank, negative, pessimistic and gloomy attitude, then it's time for you to say goodbye to them. Just turn around, start walking away and don't look back. And I know it's not gonna happen overnight. Everything that I just said, I know you're not gonna be able to do this overnight, but I challenge you to take the first steps. Really think about is holding someone in prison worth all of the pain, all of the headaches, all of the, the, the physical suffering that you may be ex experiencing? Is it really worth it? I know they hurt you, but they're still living their life. Don't you think it's time that you start living yours? Well, thank you everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you come back in another two weeks for a new episode of Grown Folk Talk where we will be having some more Grown Folk conversations. It's always great to share my thoughts and my observations with you. So until then, be true 